Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at www.yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled Reflections, Poems, and Stories from the Heart. Today we have a special guest in our studio, Ms. Gail Haynes. She's a spoken word artist poet and a public speaker, and I could go on and on and on and talk and tell you about this talented woman. But Gail, why don't you go ahead and greet our audience? Well, hello there, everyone out there in Radio Land. Uh, my name is Gail, and as Naja said, I have a heart of writing um, and sharing spoken word. My uh, inspiration comes from the Lord. And I hope that you find something, that you hear something today that will inspire you. I'm from Kent, Washington. It's a a city in Washington State and in the United States, actually. So I am just glad to be able to talk to you and share my, my stories with you. Amen. Thank you, Gail, for coming in today. And I can't wait for you to share some of your selected, soulful, and sassy poems. But before we get to the good stuff, (laughs) yes, okay, Mm -hmm. before we get to the good stuff, I always like to lead in with the promotional material. And the promotional material says that we all have melodies from God in our hearts that can be shared through writings, speaking, stories, poetry, and songs. Whatever our means of expression is, God will assure us the opportunity to share with others what's on our mind and within our hearts. In Ephesians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20, it says, Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the New International Version. So let's embark on a journey and share our melodies to the Lord. And through the process, remember there is a place for humor, laughter, and tears of joy and sadness. So, Miss Gail, you have recently yes. published a book of poetry, and I want to say congratulations to you on your accomplishment. So what's the title of your book, and where can people obtain a paperback and or Kindle copy? The title of my book is called Soulful and Sassy Reflections and Poems, and it is on sale right now through Amazon.com. You can go on there and you can order it, uh, the paperback copy, or you can get an electronic copy. 
which you can download on your phone or your computer. The cost okay. Of, okay. Go ahead. The cost of the book is ten ninety five, and I would just I just know that once you get a copy of my book, you will be so inspired. I agree. <laughs> I read yeah. your book of poetry and enjoyed it immensely. And as you know, I gifted my four sisters with a copy for Christmas. And I just want to thank you again for the your for this work of art and the personal note that you inscribe in each of the books for my sisters and I. So, and also there's a link to the Amazon site right there in the promotional material. So there you have it. So. People, go out and get a copy. I, I, but before you do that, I, you have an opportunity to hear a little bit more about the, the author, Miss Gail Haynes. And so with that, I want to ask Gail, what led you to start writing poetry, and when did you get started? Well, I, meant, I have to mention the love of books and writing started at the age of 10 years old. So my little sister and I visited the library weekly. We always checked out books. And because of the some of the sad things that happened to me as a child, I traveled to many places, losing myself in my book. Years later, when I found myself in an abusive relationship, I never told anyone. I just would write in journals to God. I called um, anonymous prayer lines, and I read the Bible looking for a way out. All of my thoughts and fears of confusion and relationships were all bottled up inside of me, and through the writing, I was able to express all that. So mm. it, 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 I, I didn't start the poems right away, you know. They just, it seemed like they were just all building up in me and waiting to be birthed. It's like giving birth to a mm. baby. <laughs> I gave birth to this <laughs> desires of these, these, these poems. Um, and I just really believe the Holy Spirit was the one that led me into that. Because, you know, everyone needs an outlet. And because I was too embarrassed about the relationship, I just kept it all to myself, and I poured it into my writing and talking to the Lord. Mm. That's, that's yeah, beautiful. That is, thank you. Yeah. I've heard that a lot of people who are writers and uh, they write songs or poetry or, you know, spoken word, that a lot of times uh, it's sort of therapeutic and um, gives them an opportunity. It's an outlet for them to be able to pour out. So poetry, Gail, is very unique, as you already know, and spoken Mm -hmm. or written poems come from somewhere. And you just mentioned that a lot of your poetry has come from your own personal experiences and circumstances. And in your case, you specifically, not only just now, but also in your book on page two, you mentioned that you received your poems from God and the Holy Spirit kind of guided you. When did you meet Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord? Well, I met Jesus Christ as my Lord at age 26. After I left that abusive relationship, I was totally exhausted from stress, but I was thankful for a new beginning Um, God helped me to safely escape, but for some reason I was not ready to go to church and get saved. It just didn't seem like an exciting or fun life. I just, I seen so many people looking so sad coming out of the church, and I said, I don't want to go a part of that. So within um, 
as I was still getting out into the world, I was I was single then, thankful, and I was going into at one time I remember going into a nightclub, and I believe the Lord gave me a revelation as I was sitting in that nightclub. It was pitch dark, and there were little uh-huh. candles on each table. And it, to me, the scene, that scene right there reminded me of being in hell because I could see all the smoke coming from the cigarettes. I hear laughter <laughs> from the people, but I see no faces. And I just, oh. at, that, right, at that moment, and I've been doing, going to these clubs for a long time, but just that one time, it's like everything became really, you know, it's like everything expanded from my eyes. Uh-huh. And it was depressing. So I began staying home, and I didn't go out as much. I I just avoided going out, and I went and enrolled in the community college. I got my AA degree, and I started working full-time, just trying to focus on other things. Uh-huh. So what, what led me to the Lord is that oh, a year later, I met a high school friend. She took me to a Holy Ghost tent revival in Seattle, Washington, I went there and I sensed the same power and presence of God that I had, that I was acquainted with when before I left that relationship. And I just, uh-huh. a genuine hunger just welled up inside of me and I gave my heart to the Lord. That's what, that's what did it. It was, it was everything coming together. The relationship, uh-huh. me coming out of this world and just really having a hunger for God. So oh. that was that's been it's been now thirty seven years ago. Wow, wow, long time. I've you, never you know, had a desire to come back. Yes, yes, yes. You thank God for high school friends. You know, there was a high school couple. They were uh, a couple in high school, and they married, and they're still married to this day. Uh, they are the oh. I say they're they're responsible for. Uh, turning my heart toward God, just the way that they ministered to me in my time of need. So thank God for high school friends, right? Yes, yes. I'm, I just believe God had just planted her there for me to tell uh-huh. me, you know, I had seen her in high school. We didn't talk a whole lot. But for some reason, the Lord put in her heart to share with me. Maybe I was looking sad. I don't know. <laughs> and something was, you know... <laughs> I know one thing, I just wasn't, it was, I wasn't happy in life, and I knew there had to be more in life, and I'm so glad I found the Lord. Amen. So, Amen. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful testimony. That visual that you painted, the club and the candles and the smoke, and uh, yeah, people just, would say that the, the, the candles were uh, the light, you know, and they made them think of Jesus, but you said the candles and the smoke, the cigarette smoke made you think of hell. That's good. Yeah, That's it's good, like the Gail. fire and the smoke, you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know what hell is supposed to be like. So that's what it's, I yeah. put those two together, and then I didn't see anybody, and it was so dark in there. I said, Mike, how could we mm. sit in the dark like this? It was, It yeah. was just a revelation from God. I know it. And yeah. his timing, so. too. So you have his a timing. few poems about, yes, his perfect timing. You have a few poems about children in your book. Uh, one in particular on page 14 is called Pray for Our Children. And then another one is Children Need the Truth, and that's on pages 30 and 31 of your book. So 
what was your childhood like growing up, and where did you grow up? I grew up in Seattle, Washington. I was uh, the third child of a, of five, and honestly, um, my childhood it, there was there was some fun times, but literally, I felt like I was a black Cinderella. Um, much because I had to do pretty much all the work in the house. I washed the dishes, I cleaned the house. My two older brothers, they never did anything like that. I always whined and told my mother, you know, requested, why did they, were they not um, required to wash dishes or anything? And she uh-huh. said, boys don't do that type of work. And my two younger uh, siblings, they were just treated like babies. So here I was in the middle. So I felt neglected and ignored a lot of the times, and I felt undervalued. And so most of the time, I was I again I went into my books. There it was. I would uh-huh. just read my uh-huh. books. When I wasn't in school, I would read morning, noon, and night. I read at nighttime. I had a flashlight under my pillow. Uh, <laughs> I would read it, and then I read through dinner time. It's just somehow I just felt like I needed to escape, and. I had a huge void in me uh, okay. as a child, and I began looking for love in all the wrong places, and honestly, I found it. I found it in my first boyfriend at age 15. At uh-huh. age 15, I started being rebellious, and I began leaving the home, even, more, my, even though my mother would say, you're not going anywhere, and I'd say, yes, I am, and I'd run, and then she'd always scream out, Whatever goes around comes around. Whatever goes up is going to come down. And she would just give me all these threatening warnings. But I just felt like, I don't know, this first boyfriend began to fill a void. So I start, start, started skipping school, drinking wine, uh, using makeup, uh-huh. and just doing all type of things. And, and then sometime I would just go into the department stores and take clothes. Um, hate to say that, but that was just part uh-huh. of who I was at that time. And little did I know that Jesus Christ was the only one that can fill that void in me. Um, you know, he waited for me. He really did. And yes. He really, he waited for me, and I was so glad um, at that time of my life. And I did get caught stealing at the department store, so that pretty much put an end to that. Uh-huh. But mm. but but just want to just share with the the listening audience that you know we come from all different walks of life and we may do some things that are not right you know in God's eyes but you know one thing he's a forgiving God and I was just so glad he was able to forgive me for all these things and he turned my life around he really did yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, when we uh, think back, I mean, when once you get to a certain age, you really look back and you say, wow, God has brought us from a mighty, mighty, mighty long way. And you and I have had an opportunity to talk about our backgrounds and where God has us today. And I'll just go ahead and say that you and I met at the our home congregation, a church by the side of the road in Tukwila, Washington, in Washington State, which is a suburb of Seattle. And um, I have you've heard me often say that we have a lot in common and so it's interesting yeah. how uh, we can look back and, and just see where God has brought us from, and our testimony is our testimony. I mean, it is what it is, right? We may not be proud of it now, but it is who we were at the, in the past, and we can look and see where God has brought us. 
So you've talked right. about God's timing and his mercy and his grace, his intervention, his protection and his purpose and plan for you. And a lot of your poems speak to uh, who God is, his character, his attributes, and his promises. Which poems capture God's expression of humor, his goodness, his grace, and his love, uh, as, as you stated in your book on page two again? And is there one that you would like to read to us today? Well, I have a poem. It's, it's kind of long, though. It's, it's the one is called Team. And this one is about, maybe I won't read that one because it does, it is kind of long and I know we have limited time. So I want to read the one that's going to be on page, um, this is on page 21 of my book. Okay. And this okay. one is called Let Him Go. Now this book, okay. it, this poem is short, but it's it's pretty Sassy. I guess this is what you call one of the most sassy poems. And you could la- okay. you know, most people laugh at it too. It depends on, you know, your humor. So it goes like this. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Are you serious? Is this how love is supposed to be? Arguing, fighting, putting your hands on me? You're mad because one crumb is on the floor. The kids are been out of shape and they don't want to play no more this is a time i need to reflect on me through the tears i look in the mirror and what do i see i see a strong capable woman looking back at me i'm busy trying to get my college education i don't need all your ego tripping control and aggravation i've been patient with you with all your mess seriously it's causing me a lot of stress you don't need violence to validate your manhood Try a sweet attitude and some tenderness, if you would. I want to be respected when you call my name. I'm not looking for accolades, applause, or fame. God is my husband, the door opener for my life. I may be your girlfriend, but I'm sure not your wife. I was born to live a life that's happy and free. If you don't like it, get your coat and flee. Yes, that's right. Miss me, baby. The door is open for you. Keep on stepping because we are through. <laughs> you read that with conviction. <laughs> conviction, yes, yes. That that poem it. was, uh, yeah. So that is one of my sassy poems. But it could be a little. Some people have laughed when I've read that poem. Maybe because mm-hmm. they see the expressions on my face. <laughs> well, and, and then the words just resonate, and just uh, you know, a lot of us can 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 relate to. Not so good relationship. So that's uh, that's good. Let him go. I like that. So some of your poems speak about life in general and the comforts and hardships that we face and the safe places that we can look for, find, and go to. What's the story behind your poem entitled "Purpose" on page eleven? What's the story behind that one? The story behind this poem is that it was time for me to take charge of my life. Uh-huh. And this poem beckons me and readers to scrutinize our life and live it with intention and purpose. And and so that's why I created that poem, because I know that some, many times that we live our life based on the opinion, the evaluation, and the, just just the uh, the mindset of others when we really need to live our life. Um, intentional 
with purposes in mind, you know, based on what we want, what we need. So I needed to reevaluate, reexamine, and redefine my own life. So I felt like this poem, it just came out of, it just, it just kind of burst out of me, um, and I put it together. But it, but it also is encouraging the reader or the listener, the listener uh-huh. actually. I mean. It encourages the listener because I'm actually sharing with you. You need, or you need to think about as a as a listener to how to um, evaluate your own life. I've worked with uh-huh. women in domestic violence for several years, and many of them did not know who they were. And not just not just women. I've talked to men also. And you know, I used to be on the crisis line at my work. That many uh, men would call in, and they just were very, you know, lost as what to do with themselves. And so this poem really speaks to that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Uh, that It makes me think of Jeremiah 29 and 11, which says, For I know the plans right. I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So when we think about who our Heavenly Father is and what he had purposed for us way before the foundations of the earth was laid, uh, the journey, our journey is not in vain, you know. And so I I like this poem. I like purpose. Uh, That was one that stood out for me when I read your book. I like them all, but there was a a couple that stood out for me. Well, you know, so yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, go on. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. But this poem, Purpose, has been the favorite of several people. Uh-huh. Out of all the poems that I that I have um, written, I have, many people have requested that one. Before I had the book, uh, before I had the book published, I was giving out copies of that one. And so I don't, there must be a special uh, message in that one for people. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? We have about seven minutes left. And do you have? Do you? Would you like to read purpose? We're going to tease the audience a, a, a bit and 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 kind of prompt them to go out and get their own copy. But do you do you mind reading purpose for us? No, I don't mind reading it. Um, here we go. Okay. God lifted my head, but it came back down. A smile on my face always landed in frowns. But one day, sunshine came in and changed my life, gave me footing, self-love, peace without strife. My mind opened up through God's great light. I became empowered, enlightened, with high hopes in sight. To allow to myself is to, to allow myself is to live and be free to stretch out my limbs and allow real love to increase in me. It was time to redefine my life, to refuse any sort of confusion, chaos, and strife. I will not be captivated in a cell made by human hands, shaped by human minds, and strapped down with iron bands. God has blessed and created me to live a life of victory. I'm not arrogant. I'm just glad to be me. I'm calling all men and women, yellow, red, yellow, red, black, white, and brown. Hold on to your power and refuse to lose your ground. The queen and king in you wants to come out. Take a stand, give a shout, and let them know what you're all about. You are 
a fine walking wonder, a work in progress, mm. shaking up things and making your own thunder. You are significant, outstanding, stunning, and fine. It's time, my brother and sister, to let your light shine. And you are blessed and highly favored, custom made by God, the master tailor. Take up the dreams you once let go. Accentuate yourself and don't just go with the flow. Go with the knowledge that you only know. Use the potential you have within and believe that you were created to win. Oh. That's- <laughs> I like that. I like that. And, and that it makes me think that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So we are individuals, you know. Uh, yes. We don't have to be followers of the crowd. God, has made, God made us uniquely and individually for his purpose. Yes. Well, you know, uh, one of one of your poems uh, caused me to really, really chuckle and laugh. Yes. I laughed out loud and and to say, "Amen," especially now that I just had a birthday. Uh-oh. And it is no, your poem. Let go ahead. I said I know where you're going with that point with that statement. I know where okay. you're going. Let the truth be told, I don't have time to get old on page 28. Do, yes. do you, would you like to read that? Okay. Can, can you read that for us? I love that one. I laughed. I laughed out loud. We have time to read that one? Yes, okay. we do. We have about four minutes left, so we'll, okay. we'll, uh, we'll be wrapping things up after you read it. Go ahead. Here we go. Birthdays, just had one, but I'm not done having my fun. No time to nurse my ills. Take cod liver oil, rub on Bengay, take all those pills. I want to strut like vintage wine all the way past 99. I'm not old, I'm seasoned. Seasoned like Louisiana red beans and rice with sweet cornbread on the side. Age is only a number and an attitude of the mind. And to make it real, it's how you feel. But let the truth be told, I don't have time to be getting old. I want my Social Security benefits and Medicare. Don't get it twisted. I worked hard to get there. I have much to do and people to see. God has saved my life and made me free. If I want to wear my hair short, long, or in between, or color it black, red, or maybe even green, it may be weaved, whipped high with streaks of gold. All I want is the truth to be told. I don't have time to be getting old. I told my grandson before he was two, call me Nana, no grandma will do. Age is a number and an attitude of the mind. Get up and shake yourself and unwind. Stand up and bust a move. Rise up and fly. You have much to do before your final goodbye. Make life count and come alive. Move with grace as the years go by. And while you're at it, Strut your stuff while the truth be told. You're seasoned and don't have time to be getting old. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I'm going to become a believer of that poem. Every morning when I wake up with a few aches and pains and stiffness, I'm going right. to rehearse. <laughs> Let the truth Tell be your told. Body. I don't have time. That's right. I don't have time Tell your body to get old. You wake up. You don't have time to be getting old. I have much to do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, Gail, we're almost out of time, and I just want to thank you for your personal testimony and poetry reading today. You've really, truly blessed us and our listening audience. 
Again, Soulful and Sassy Reflections and Poems can be purchased on Amazon in paperback or Kindle form. Get your copy today and sit back and read with your le- at your leisure. You'll be inspired. You'll laugh. You might even cry. There's a poem for all of us to enjoy, words that will resonate and speak to our hearts. So with that and in closing, I'm going to say let's make music in our heart to the Lord. We all have so much to say from our experiences, circumstances, and observations. What has God said to you, me, us? Will we wait or will we pin his words and or speak loudly and boldly of life's ups and downs and the goodness of God? We all have something to say and share. Gail, what would you like to say in closing to our closing to our audience before we wrap it up? Okay, I would just like to thank you very much for listening in. Guard your heart, for the very essence of life is in there, and so it will not be troubled. John chapter 14, 27. Mm, I love it. And then I'm going to read Ephesians 6, 19 through 20 again. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Verse 20 says, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so with that, I want to say may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. Gail, thank you once again. You are so welcome, Naja. This was really... Go ahead, finish your thoughts. Oh, it's very uplifting. Very much time. I hope you all out there were encouraged. Okay. Okay. We'll talk again in two weeks. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye.